0: Welcome, everybody. It is BMP Weekly episode 188. Uh, my name is Saso Iguonen. I'm a Product Manager in the Microsoft 365 platform areas and with me as a co-host is... Hey everybody. My name is Valik Mastikas, and
1: I am Developer Advocate for Microsoft 365 at Microsoft.
0: Excellent. In the BMP Weekly, we always talk about the latest on Microsoft 365. We always have always always, always have a visitor in the show. Except when we don't, but otherwise always, yes. yes. Typically, yes, always. Um, and we always go through the latest news from Microsoft and the community. So kind of a spectrum of what has happened within the last week. Um, today, uh, we have Carolina, Carolina Kettukari. That's a Finnish way of pronouncing that. You can do Karolina Kettukari <laughs> in English. <laughs> How would you pronounce Carolina's name? <laughs> Kettukari? Get to curry? Get to curry. Yes. Um, You need to be strict on those vocals. Um, (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Know your vowels, uh, know your. She works as a as, as the lead in modern work at Meltlake, and she's really specialized on the Microsoft Teams and the Microsoft 365 adoption, like a end user adaption, change management, and all of that. And and we have not yet recorded that uh, as we're doing the intros and articles at this moment. Um, but looking forward and having a discussion on that, because that, that all of the demand for let's say even driving adaption and extensibility and and understanding opportunities of Microsoft 365 starts from the discussion on. Okay, what is it? Why would I care? How would I use it? Well, what can I do with Exactly. So.
1: And there's also an, another thing that we are very interested in, and I bet many uh, of you too, is that when you hear us at Microsoft speak, like you will hear us talk about everything that you could achieve with Microsoft Teams, Microsoft 365, all up going all the way from creating teams to building AI-infused business processes, automating them as, on the other hand, the interesting part is, where are we actually now? Where are the customers today? What are they doing? What are they asking for, right? So are they really on par with what we are announcing? Or are they like one step or two steps back? So that's exactly why we thought, let's invite her and let's have this reality check where are we now? Like, what yeah. is really hot? What What are the customers asking for? Uh, which will hopefully make help everybody uh, who listens to the show also frame that um, and make a better use of everything that is available to us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, there are regional and country level, let's say, differences between that. So typically, uh, as we see how the adaption goes, we can see that the Netherlands and Scandinavia are adapting things always a bit more advanced first. And then the other countries in Central Europe and then U.S. are following after that. So uh, Carolina it lives in Finland, uh, but works also in the Scandinavia area and in the Northern Europe. So it's interesting to see the discussions so on that. But let's with, without the further ado right so let's actually jump without further ado, ado yeah yeah let's jump <laughs> <into> the... <laughs> excellent so welcome carolina joining us on super well prepared and script PMP uh B&B weekly <laughs>
2: <do you> mean, <laughs> as we <really>? always
0: do <laughs> yes <laughs> but good to have you on the show um did, let's do a quick recap on on you've been in a show like three years ago two years ago it's been a while yeah. but what do you, um, what do you actually do? Who are you? What do you do for a living?
2: I'm Karolina. I'm from Finland. I don't even try to like pronounce my last name, but it's Kettu, and um, I'm the moderate lead in a Finnish consultancy company. And basically, our team is developing Finnish organizations' teamwork, internal communications, like everything that goes on around Teams, Viva, a lot of nowadays, of course, SharePoint, Yammer, all those cool things.
0: Is there something you don't do? <laughs> I don't code. <laughs> oh, there you, you go. You don't code. Yes, but you have somebody in your company who codes if needed,
2: Yes, right? yes, we we also have developers in our team.
0: Yeah. Let's come actually back on that one in a second. So, and then you are also an MVP, right? So you've Oh yeah, been an MVP I forgot for
2: that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now what does that mean that you're driving and helping and driving adaption? and and uh, what does it what does that what what does it mean in a day-to-day life?
2: Basically, I, I think I see so much frustration and almost like people being angry and bitter towards technology. And for example, in this Teams call, Valdek well, had maybe some issues before we started recording. And, uh,
1: that is That might or might not be true. No evidence there.
2: No. <laughs> but basically, I think we want to help people. So we want to help people to... Uh, discuss smoothly with each other in, in teams of course to collaborate to communicate and do those like basic day to day things they are doing to achieve their work goals.
1: So where is that coming <laughs> from? I am going right through. So where is that coming from? Because you mentioned like people are bitter, frustrated, they, they don't want to change. Where is that coming from?
2: I think that in our free time, we use so many different applications, solutions, and then we come to work. Uh, Our IT usually gives us like this crappy old laptop, and then we have this Windows 10, why isn't it working? We have new updates coming all the time, new features coming in in Teams all the time, and we have multiple tools for same purposes, so we can send a message in email, Teams, uh, Slack, Yammer, etc. And no one is really guiding us how to use those tools and what are the best possible, possible ways to use those tools as a team together.
0: Right. And now now we're going to eat up your, all of your business opportunities within your company. What is the top 10, uh, let's say, top, not top 10, five or three 10, tips on 10, how do you, how do you start 20? Uh, how do you start <laughs> opening up this those kind of engagements? How how does that work? So how, how do you engage and what kind of projects um, are you then opening up with the customers? And, and are there any tips on which you kind of know that every single customer should be thinking on this? And this and this and this always comes up, and all of them.
2: Yes, yeah, so like basically ten questions at once. But and, <laughs> and <laughs> one more. You <laughs> can, before you can solve anything, you need to really know what's the problem. Yeah. So basically, you're using lots of service design methods to discover the real issues in within the organization. And uh, usually, the customer comes to us and says that, "Hey, we need to renew our internet." So we have this like on-premise SharePoint Internet, and we want to have this cool, new, modern, Viva, whatever. But the issue to customer... That, that's a new really Viva have, module,
0: by the way. I have to Viva whatever. So that's <laughs> the new, which we haven't yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Carolina. But, yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, the uh, real challenge with them might be that the information isn't flowing from top-down or bottom-up. And then we start thinking, what else can we do to help the customers to really communicate better? So it can involve new internet, but it can also involve, for example, training how to use Teams or creating guidebooks, uh, playbooks for how to use Teams together as a team, or for example, implementing Viva Engage, AKA Yammer.
1: So, So you mentioned that they're coming to you so by that you would think that well they're at least aware of the issues that they have or they they want to achieve more to what extent do you see that they're on par with the real issue or is it like they're thinking about we want to do this and it's
2: like well but actually that is your issue not that thing (laughs) i think it's a bit of a boat so a couple of years ago uh it was much more technical like tech technical focused projects, so much more internet SharePoint point projects, but then as time goes by and we had this like small pandemic and stuff. Now basically everyone has those technical capabilities and every organization, for example in, in Finland, we already have teams, we are in the cloud and we have those licenses. And now it's more about how can we utilize all, all, all of those licenses uh, contain, and use all those applications and uh, solutions within the huge cost we pay to Microsoft every month. Yeah,
0: yeah. so being more efficient on the, ret- increasing the return of investment because you're basically paying for services which are not necessarily used.
2: Yeah, Being efficient and productive and uh, bringing money to the company.
0: Yes,
1: to what extent and to what extent are the customers, uh, let's say thoroughly informed about what are the different things that they could do? Or is it more like an open ended thing? We're paying for something. We have the feeling that we're not getting the most out of it. Can you help us get more out of it? Yeah, basically. Is it one or the other?
2: I think uh, customers know that they are not utilizing the whole product suite as efficiently as possible. And um, I think maybe also sometimes comes down to the maturity in the organizations. So basically we we are in the cloud, we are using Teams, but in reality, when we have interviews, when we have workshops, uh, people are using Teams for replacement for Skype. So basically- chatting uh, meetings those like super basic functionalities and when you want to take the usage to a whole another level you need to know so much more about all those functionalities and what else you can do uh, within teams and that takes a uh, maybe a different mindset as well
0: right so that's like and the maturity level of the customer so to say in, in certain level yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: so for things like you know like uh, chats and meetings like that is Like sure, it requires people to uh, change the way they work because now they can be online all the time. They can meet with folks who aren't next to them. But when you take the next step, and I, I don't know if that is the next step on your list, but let's say the moment you verge into things like, let's use additional apps to do more things that we do across all of the different things that we use. Let's try to do more of our work inside Teams. When you think about apps, Probably the next instant step is well, we need to involve the IT, the admins, because now we're talking about mm-hmm. data access governance policy, what these apps are, who installs them. Oh, like it's a kind of worms you open or not, right? Yeah. So, how does that go? To what extent? Like, how big of a leap is it for them to take that that step?
2: I think like. Issues with governance and then that many organizations doesn't have any governance model for power platform, power applications, it's a huge issue. And we have those super excited teams and super like talented people in organizations who would want to take the next step and build applications and for example, bring uh, integrated work data teams. But then the IT comes down and uh-uh, no, just because no and then we have to have some like ground things solved first before we can go and develop
0: yeah. so
1: how now, do you go, go about that
0: yeah exactly that's that's precisely my question because if you think about governance plan what can mm. can we elaborate that a bit um, because it's not like everybody knows what is the governance plan, governance plan and, and it's like well, no no we, we bought some power apps licenses what do you mean we, what do we no need to pay for. What what why what does it benefit uh the customer to have a proper plan in place?
2: I think the benefit is that you don't get lost in the in the application security part. But um I I know it's like the, maybe the, one of the most boring things for most organizations because they don't want to, they have both licenses and they think that okay now you can go and use. And then it may be that a couple of years later they wake up. And for example, with teams, it usually went that, oh my God, we have like these 10,000 teams in our organization. What do we do now? We have like 500 teams with the name test. And all of these could have been avoided if we had the governance plan. And I think it's the same for, for Power Apps as well.
0: So avoiding and and that basically governance planning is then saving money in the long run. Is that kind of the case and reducing the the overall costs?
2: I think yeah, that's one of one of one point of that. But also, I think the security is a huge issue. That we know yeah. the owners, we know who can access applications, we know who what, what you can integrate, what you cannot integrate, and that's a. Not my topic. <laughs> uh, I would now, want to be a security expert, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> that is a, yeah, that's a its own topic for sure. Now, what would be the, okay, come, let's come back on the top lists. Uh, what would be the kind of a, any, any top kind of a normal things which come up with most of the customers? So have you, hey, you have the e trial, E3. Have you yeah. ever considered this, this and this? Is there a kind of a typical things which comes up every single time?
2: I think that one of the most heard comments is just that, oh, I didn't know that you can do everything with Teams. So people are so used to like the chat functionalities, the super, super basic things. And then yeah. when you show that you can, for example, integrate your HR system into Teams, or you can build this automation, or you can, for example, uh, replace your Excel with lists, like like super simple things, but they have a huge effect on their teams' day-to-day working life.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's lack one. Lack go you mentioned you mentioned the <laughs> lack, lack of, of, of <laughs> awareness. <laughs> yes. So how
1: two things? Like how how do you think or do you know how do they learn about what they can and 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 cannot do and. Is there something that we should do to change that yeah. or improve that at Microsoft, or is it more like a partner play and that is where you come in, like you learn so that they they don't have to?
2: Yeah. Uh, I would love that if organizations like normal employees would have time to go and watch TASP and weeklys Be- and and all of those videos because we have like so much material in the internet, but they don't have the time. And, uh, Two very efficient things are having like internal champions network in your organization, and then the champions can, for example, watch you guys or uh, bring some examples from Microsoft to, to their own teams. And then the other example are like internal references. So if one team does some cool application or does something that's super powerful, they should already be like announcing it to the whole company. Yeah. And. Uh, We can maybe have also applications for that
0: instead of. So you mean like like communicating your wins and learnings? That's like talking to other people. Yes, talking.
2: uh, talking. talking. (laughs) I I I'm (laughs) Finland. Not not a huge fan of that.
0: (laughs) this is my thing. So don't come (laughs) to my territory.
1: We've done a thing. That's okay. That's a part of job, right? Like nothing (laughs) to celebrate.
0: Nothing, (laughs) Nothing to see here well yeah <laughs> I, I guess we're getting away from that typical finn stereotype at some point so yeah, yeah. it's not that anymore so <laughs> but anyway so um so that's actually a good thing uh the learnings the championship ne- champions network is a good thing there are some applications which are helping on, on doing mm-hmm. that at the companies as well um what else, is there any kind of other things which always comes to like hey um uh, like the typical applications, uh, but where are we heading? Are we, are, is the internet now heading to Teams as a Viva connection thing? Is the Viva home thing? What are you seeing as a trend?
2: Maybe let's the elaborate
1: that, that a little. How do you see people work, work nowadays?
2: How, how do I see people work?
1: Yes, so how do they collaborate? How does that, like, yeah. what does, does it, the collaboration uh, what, mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah D- that's it on teams? Is it in browser? Is it on desktop? Is it on laptop? Is it on the go? Is it? It's a mess. What do you see in practice? Yeah. <laughs> but it's the it. Workplace index. There you go. What is your workplace?
2: <laughs> work, work is not a place. It's a mindset. What
1: do you mean uh, work?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that. Um, we can combine Vesa's and Waldex' questions. So, so one thing that always comes up is the amount of communication tools. And when people work and communicate, they use so many tools for, for the same purposes. So, even if we use Teams, we still send emails. And even if you if we have Yammer, we may have same kind of groups in Teams as we have in Yammer. And uh, that's that's causing a lot of trouble and problems for employees because when I want to communicate about my super cool project, I don't know how. I don't know which channel to use and then I basically shut up and then I'm I'm not communicating.
0: Yep how How would you solve that? What is the kind of a how do you get that unsolved? It's like to keep on communicating no centralized communications is there some sort of a of course leadership has to be this is a classical example where leadership yep. has to be in place and leadership needs to be the role model uh, any any other things and scenarios how do you fix these kind of problems
2: um you have to have rules. And yeah, I know it's also a bit old-fashioned way of thinking that you need to have rules, but uh, rules in a team level. So like team level guidebooks work pretty well. And the team should get together and decide how we are communicating, which applications are we using, where do we store our documents, how do we collaborate on those together? And then for example, write a page in the internet. And here we have our team guideline. And uh, it's a super simple thing and yet, not many teams have done it.
0: Yeah. And that's why we need consultants who are helping on. on Guilty as <laughs> <charged>. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Are> you? <laughs> uh, Which also can get super complicated if you're working in multiple teams and all of that stuff. But heading then, having yeah. that kind of a company level, longer direction, for example, and moving mm-hmm. communications more on teams rather than email is might be a good thing. So, yeah. Because and, at and least uh, in my case, yes, yeah, sorry,
2: and sorry. Let me just add that um, we talked about a bit of the context switching. And uh, I think that's a huge uh, thing nowadays that we use so many applications and our focus goes from like mobile phone to desktop and uh, Teams and SharePoint and, and everything else. And if we can utilize Teams, as like, the have for teamwork, as, I, as you want to say, uh, we can, bring those applications and we can bring the internet and, and we can bring the employee experience, for example, with with, uh, with Viva Insights into Teams. And then we can reduce the contact switching and maybe help employees in organizations by utilizing Teams as much as possible.
0: Yeah. The classic digital dashboard concept, isn't it? Yeah, like so,
2: virtual uh-huh. desk. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we are there again
0: yes so some things move circles in the in the industry always so which is yeah it's fine it's part of the trends as well now on those uh, on those applications so you mentioned the viva viva inside and viva I know that you've been promoting viva uh, as a whole as a service um, uh, mm. quite a lot as well how do you how do you see the demand in Scandinavia I know you're you're working across the Scandinavia right uh, yeah. is there a is there actually interest on the viva uh, the employee experiences as some viva thing is it a is it a trend is it where is it, where where, where, are we? where are we heading with that so <laughs> um
2: First of all, like employee experience, I think it's a very like rising uh, new thing into like Microsoft world, technical world. And I, I love the trend because it makes all of these IT projects more focused on the end users and, and employees. But when we're when we thinking about Viva Suite uh, connections, like basically if you do an internet, you you, you will use connections. Uh, Desperate like has a lot of promises in the future but I would love to see more of those adap- adaptive cards and, and things you can put, put into dashboard. But then if you think about like Finland or, or Scandinavian in general, um, we do have the language things with viva topics. Uh, we, we do have the integration things with Viva learning, and we, we have the law HR issues with Viva Insights. So yeah. The idea is there and I, I'll i buy most of the ideas. I, I think like was Suite is really a great topic uh, to product in the future. But at the moment, uh, we still have like some restrictions, some restraints, and that's something we like have to discuss with the customers every day, that what you can use right now, what's useful to you, and what's maybe useful uh, a year or two in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, on these areas, if there's a one thing or two things which Microsoft should be doing without any, any budget limitations, how, we, how can we, you are now the CEO of you Microsoft. a magic wand. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, I love magic wands. Um, I really think that even though, for example, Finland and then Sweden or Holland um, uh, are like small language, language areas, uh, it would really um, benefit the users in there if these products c- could work in in other languages as well as in English or or Chinese or, or uh, French. And um, yes, of course, for example, in, in Finland, everyone can speak English and, and most of our organizations are working in English every day, but still bringing your own like translations and bringing your own content with your own language, it adds up. That's a lot to the employ experience.
0: Yeah, so the multilingual feature should be improved in in all up in general. So
2: yeah, I think that's that's one point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that it is that point is big enough already for a,
1: a one, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Let's get it fixed. If yes, if and only. Uh, <laughs> there's been always a challenging thing, to be fair, as an American-based uh-huh. company where, where the language is English. It's always been a yeah. difficult thing, even on, on some people to understand that, well, what do you mean Netherlands have three official languages or Finland has two? That's in, in crazy. Um, Netherlands what do only you, one. Only one, really? Yes. I've I really yeah. thought Belgium have no. three, so.
1: Yeah. Mm, by law, I think they only have, really, they have three, I would say. I two, think it's three, anyways. if I remember. Yeah. Well, we have two in Finland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, there you go. Yes. The, the same thing in Canada, they have two. In yes. Switzerland, they have three. Mm. Yes. Yep. So, like, that's, yeah. that's a reality for
0: for. I need to follow definitely. up with Belgium. So, pretty soon, not opening up Google now, <laughs> but still, yeah. just out of curiosity. Who has more yeah.
1: language?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and today we can alternately learn about the languages in the PMP weekly. Now um, you, you've been also an MVP, uh, Carolina, for a while. Um, any any tips for anybody who's been looking into hey that MVP thing? How would I? I going to be an MVP. Any any tips from that side?
2: I've always um, thought that you have to find your own thing, and it can be like um, some some application, some tool. It can be. Coding it it can be teams adoption it can be mod work and when you when you are like really enthusiastic about the one thing it, it shows and yep. then you can do whatever you want with your enthusiasm.
0: What what have what have you done with your and yours as, as so what what would be the things what you've been doing you've been doing presentations right uh, in yeah, I,
2: I like mostly like to speak on conferences so I like I love the live interaction and like the, all, all the online conferences, yeah, okay, but being like live, seeing people live, and uh, like, I, I think that's my my thing. I write as Even well, as I'm a like,
0: Finn, what, how, what? Yeah, no,
2: I know, <laughs> but it's like, I'm, I'm in a professional context. I'm an yeah. introvert and I'm fin- Finnish, but I can present on stage. Yeah. And then, when you I, see me like in a conference, call, like walking around, and so I'm like, no, don't come to talk to me. I'm not
0: here. I'm I, not here. You haven't seen I can me. kind of relate on that quite heavily. So, that's pretty much <laughs> my behavior as well. I don't mind going on the stage and doing the presentations and all of that. But then the social awkwardness starts. I immediately want to step back on there. And, and then we're just fins. We, we're just. Yeah. No, no, that's you, all we're you, made can, of.
2: you can come and talk to me. Right. Yeah. I
0: <laughs> you mean people who are watching or listening or you, you're referring to me? I don't know if I am, so.
1: <laughs>
2: all, all
0: of you. <laughs> exactly. All, of, all two of us. Yeah. Uh, will you be, by the way, ESPC next week in Copenhagen? Yes,
2: yes. yes. I ha- actually yeah. I have two presentations in there. Cool. Do tell. Yeah, uh, one, one of my, one presentation with my MVP friend, Amanda Sterner. We are talking about employee experience and different applications in Teams. And then the other one is like user reduction horror stories, like failures. Ooh.
0: Can we have a teaser on one of the horror stories? Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to well, come
2: and listen to me.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Okay,
1: I'm going to buy a ticket right now, Yes, my airfare now. The hotels already sold. I'm <laughs> going to sleep under the bridge. It doesn't matter. Yes.
0: It's pretty cold in Copenhagen right now, so I probably don't I mean, want to do just, that. So, okay, I yeah. will not sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> good, good. Um, now, you are um, so you have the two sessions in Copenhagen. Is that then the last thing uh, for this calendar year? Uh, we're heading yeah. already in
2: December but, pretty soon. No, actually, I'm also attending the festive tech calendar. So we are having uh, sessions about Viva goals in there. Okay.
0: So you you have gone actually through So you're kind of a specialist. Trust the whole stack on on Viva. Before we close, let's do a quick uh, then question on that one. What what would be the most exciting Viva features from your side? So if you think about the Viva Microsoft Viva, we keep mm-hmm. on introducing new modules and new capabilities. But any yeah. kind of like that's really interesting. I want to do that. Uh, what what are the most exciting things?
2: At the moment, I really love the AI functionalities in Insights. So basically, if you send an uh, invitation, to Insights say that can this meeting be 45 minutes long? Or if you haven't had a one-on-one with your team member for a couple of weeks, it will say that do you want to have a meeting with this person? And it will automatically schedule a time that suits both, both of you. So like all those super simple things that like, you're personal assistant good do are now automatically available, available in Viva in and I think that that's super cool
1: yeah I don't know I agree I on that especially yeah. the fact that you can play the um system and you can define your own team so like for yes. me I work across many different teams so like managers from some other team are on my team so that I know that I need to talk to them. So, so it's like, this is a perfect thing, definitely. Like, hey, you haven't talked to that person for like two years. Like, oh, really? I better get going. Mm-hmm. That is definitely yeah. a super <laughs> tip.
0: I don't know if people remember or or even know the background, but uh, Viva Insights. A lot of the Viva Insights is actually coming from Cortana. Whenever Cortana, the consumer side of Cortana, was basically then transformed to be a business mm-hmm. focused, and then it had something else as a name at some point. But then it got a bit more integrated on the on the insights and all of that. So it's it's actually a lot of that is in the behind of the scenes uh, still, which is actually pretty cool. So, Ooh, nice. for a person being being on a Mac, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but I don't. Never experienced Fair Cortana. Fair point. No, did, <laughs> did we have a, a some Mac. sort of a? Did, did did we have some sort of a device based on Cortana? No, we didn't. I guess it's only Amazon thing. So, huh.
1: no, there is Alexa, there is Google, there, but there's there was no Microsoft voice device by itself. I think. Okay, I don't know. I can't remember. Could you could you have talked to your band? The Microsoft band. I don't think so. I don't think
0: so. <laughs> I, never had one. I don't know. <laughs> cool. I guess that's all we're going to do uh, on this side. Uh in the last words Carolina Volek, uh, from the world of adoption change management.
1: Do it. <laughs> Me from the world of adoption. <laughs> well, I think like for one I would say do not underestimate the impact it has, right? Because it's mm. so it's so easy to say. Everybody knows, right? Well, yeah. people don't. And every mm-hmm. single day, time and again, when the moment you start asking folks, like, hey, why do you do this? Why do you do that? You realize people don't know. And then yeah. only then you re- re- realize how much you assumed that isn't actually the case, because technology often isn't top of mind for everyone. It is for us yeah. in tech, Perhaps for everybody else. Well, they have their own work, their own planning things they w- they want to do. And they don't think about, hey, how could I do it? differently that's not top of mind always at least right so having something in place like you you said champions is a massive uh uh way to change the game and to improve the way you work but also get more out of the investments you have already done so that will be like my thing pay attention to adoption think about champions yeah
0: that's actually really good yep
1: carolina
2: feel free and i think it's also not like um if you are a developer, or if you code applications or, or stuff like that, uh, you need to have a certain level of maturity in organizations so that people realize that, hey, we, we should do, you do this or we should uh, build an application for that. And you gain the mat- maturity with user adoption. And that's why it's also yep. super important to think about even if you are like, a very technical
0: person. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's one of those things. What Wallach and both uh, Carolina, you're both saying that quite often. What happens is that we're living in this bubble. So the bubble, which is the the team which we work on, uh, comes to be our de facto way of communicating, and the people you're communicating, and then well, everybody knows these things because everybody watches stuff from Twitter and reads all of the latest blog posts and all of that. No, they don't. Most of the people don't have time for that. They don't have the opportunity, mm-hmm. and that that's that's why we we kind of. Uh, it's so common that we're basically, well, I am no, I don't have any special skills. I, everybody knows all of the stuff what I know, so therefore I'm not gonna communicate, which no, no. Communication is the key, uh, sharing information, consistent communications, and, and if nothing else, even if, if the customers wouldn't have a championship network or anything, weekly Hey, did you know? And a few yeah. tips and all of that would be a great start. So anything is better than nothing, right? So getting stuff moving yeah. on the right direction. Cool. That was a, a last thoughts on the, this one, but thank you, Karolina, uh, on joining. Uh, good discussion. Uh, thank uh, you. Hopefully this is your last meeting of the Monday. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Good. <laughs> um, and and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. And I'm looking forward to catching up on with you on the Copenhagen.
2: Yeah, thank you. See
0: you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks everybody Bye-bye. for watching. We'll jump on the weekly articles right after this. Excellent. Thank you, Carolina, for that. And so one more time, a uh, really good discussion and good to catch up as well. I, I We talked about on, on which episode you were, and now I already forgot about it. 70?
1: 72 70. or 75, like way back when. I like guess so it's it feels very much as whatever. if it was like two months back.
0: Yeah, true. But in reality, <laughs> it was something more like three years. Yeah, that's true, that's true. We had this small thing called pandemic between and all of that stuff, you know, so.
1: <laughs> still, um, 831st of March, 2020. Nothing yes, has changed. It is what
0: it is. Now let's go through the this week's articles. So as so, uh, country through the latest news from Microsoft and also from the community, which we could find. And please remember, hashtag PMP Weekly in Twitter, if you are, still in Twitter, we're in Twitter, um, or <laughs> in general Master share on watcher. LinkedIn, yes. um, Instagram,
1: Discord, Reddit, <laughs> a social <Okay>.
0: network <laughs> near you. The other day we talked about ICQ and apparently ICQ, it's still a thing. Yes, that's true, that is true, yes. Uh, what about Hapo Hotel, is it Hapo Hotel? Uh, what? what about that? <laughs> Never what? heard of it. Okay. Anyway, stop, um, stop looking Greek, <laughs> Good, Let's start with a, a article from the Microsoft Teams blog, which is around introducing sign language view for Teams meeting. I think this is really really cool. So um, we we get that option of having a sign language view uh, to have a discussion uh, within the within the Teams as well. So really showing the investments on the inclusiveness, diversity, and inclusiveness on this side as well. What awesome, is DNI? Diversity and inclusive inclusiveness. So making sure that everybody yes. has the of
1: people outside Microsoft who don't know about DNI.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's, that is true. Anyway, so the next one uh, was around the future of employee and, uh, employee learning. Can you talk about what this is all about?
1: Definitely. So a while back there was a webinar where we talked about uh, the learning, right? Like how does that work within companies and in context of of the webinar, we used Viva Learning as the platform that allows companies to facilitate learning, um, tracking that and all of that. So basically, if you are on on Microsoft 365, this is a very interesting topic because learning is top of mind for everybody. You want your employees to evolve and learn and learn new things and grow, right? So Viva uh, Learning can help you drive all of that. So if you are on Microsoft 365, definitely check this out because it might help you understand what is available to you and how you could use technology that you have available
0: to drive the idea of learning in your company. Absolutely, absolutely. Eight out of ten employees say that they need additional skills to do their day-to-day work. That's actually quite a lot. So, and it's actually good. Uh, it's constant learning. Yeah. Now, on the Power, Pla- Power Automate side, or Power Platform side, and in the specifically Power Automate side, November 2020, uh, two update on Power Automate for Desktop uh, has new actions uh, and new options available, uh, and specifically new capabilities also on the SharePoint. For uploading, deleting files, and all of that stuff, so really, really cool. Constant, continuous investments in the in the power, power automate for desktop as well. It's awesome stuff. And then we had an article uh, around new process advisor template. We talked about this one for quite a lot. So. Yes, exactly, and it's pretty cool, right? So the idea is, how can you automate
1: business processes that you have, right? And in this case, it's 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 about how can you use AI to actually learn about the process, the way the way the work is being done, and then translate that into automation. It's a really cool idea. So check out this this article to learn more.
0: Yep, absolutely. Really, very cool stuff. Now Okay. Anyway, so on the, the Power App side, uh, there was an update on the release of modern learning page uh, in Power App. So, so making it easier for people to find the relevant learning uh, and learning uh, setups for them uh, from the Microsoft Learn. So, really, really cool stuff. Again, making it easier for people to find the free learning materials. And actually, there seems to be a link to on on the potential paid one as well because I think LinkedIn articles are paid. But oh, sorry, LinkedIn. Some of the LinkedIn learning things are paid, or yeah, they have money on associated in them. anyway which now we we also announced uh sharepoint framework 1.16 going ga uh last uh tuesday that's 15th of november uh which is really really cool uh, and the key points here are continuous investments well continuous investment all up from the technology but then enabling sharepoint framework to be able to have extensibility built uh, for microsoft teams outlook microsoft 365 which is the office and Viva and SharePoint. So basically, you can have the same implementation, exactly the same piece of code now running in multiple different hosts, uh, which makes it super, super cost efficient uh, to build those. Um, and you can expose the same application in multiple locations. Excited about this one, Waldeck? Definitely. It's
1: uh-huh. really cool thing, like from the idea to be able to use your existing skills, the things that you already know, and build apps for your org that allow you to reach more people, right? So that yeah. by itself is already cool. So I am really interested to see like how people will use that in practice and what kind of apps will they build? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. It's really, really cool to say this in practice. Now, we also had a article from Gary Trinder related on building a stock update notification bot. Can you talk about this one the
1: public? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this is a tutorial that takes you step by step through the process of how you would build a bot using Teams Toolkit and C-sharp, right? So in this side, we'll go to Visual Studio and then kind of go through the the steps that you would use to build a, a bot that communicates with adaptive cards and how you would do it with C-sharp, use some of the things like tunneling, setup and all that. So really interesting way, if you, no C-sharp, and that's the language of your choice to build apps on Microsoft 365. This is really interesting article for you to learn how you can use your existing skills for building uh, apps for our teams. Yep,
0: really, very cool. Absolutely. We also had a article from FreeCons, uh, Venkata, uh, around app compliance and automation tool for Microsoft 365, which is now in public preview. And this is a tool which basically can be used in your Azure to automatically check app compliancy uh, settings and policies against whatever we Microsoft validate whenever your application is being sent for the store. So you can basically know advance on, will my store application match all of the requirements and app compliance things and settings and all of that, which will be checked as part of the submission uh, pipeline. So really, really cool tool as well. Then we had a security governance and privacy built into Microsoft Graph Data Connect.
1: What is this? What does it mean? So first things first, Microsoft Graph Data Connect allows you to export data that you have in Microsoft Graph to um, or export it so that you can do um, automation on it or you can do analysis on it, right? And a part of this article is the fact that when you extract the data, you might want to obfuscate some of the things like PII, names, usernames, and all of that. And now that is available directly in the tool, right? So you yep. don't need to extract the data and before you access it, do something else. You can do it directly during during the export and basically yep. ensure that there is no personal info uh, included in the uh, data set.
0: Yep, really really cool. And and then those are being replaced with a unique identifier, so you can even type back into the identity without knowing who the identity is, which is really, really
1: cool. Yeah, so so exactly that, right? So you can distinguish the, the different users, but you don't know who they are. So you can say yep. X amount of people do this, but you cannot tell directly person X does that. Yep, absolutely. For which sure. is really important across the world as different countries have different laws around it. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Now, uh, Adam Wojciech had a CLI for Microsoft 365. How cool is that permission command? So basically what can you and the different permission commands, uh, which we have in the Microsoft 365 and how to take advantage of them. Uh, there's quite a lot of actually management uh, settings and what you can take advantage uh, related on the CLI. Now, technically, yes, you can do role inheritance, breaks and resets and all that, but we don't never actually really recommend them in, in SharePoint because they have a performance impact as well. But uh, every now and then there might be a requirement to do that. So there are tooling and automation in place and make that happen, which is really, really cool. Well, and also another thing might be to build a
1: script that iterates over all sides and resets that. So if somebody yep. did that sure. in the past, now
0: sure. you can know about it and bring it to the desired state in a way. Yep. That is true, absolutely. Really good point as well. Thank you Walter. come down. Then uh, we had a Microsoft 365 across app scenarios, Teams app and SPFx. Um, so Marcus Miller, a, a blog post uh, in the developer community, platform community blog, uh, talks about the differences between a Teams app and an SPFx app.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it also ties back into what you said, right, what, into the fact that you can use SPFx to expose different apps across different or the the exposed SPFX apps across different apps right so you can Outlook Office or or as it's called now Microsoft 365 app right so also what kind of apps are there and which approach you can use for which type of app depending which target you want to reach right so Microsoft 365 is a rich platform with a lot of different ways, different types of apps, different ways to build these apps. And Marcus takes a step to kind of try to explain uh, to you what you can do and which approach you need to do for what.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Great blog post as well, and a cute mapping on what's being supported and where and how and all of that. So really, really cool stuff. Thank you, Marcos, on that. Uh, then we had an article from a Keith Kreiko on what if you would like to build your personal table of contents uh, experience so you can actually design how it's being rendered and how the, how the look and feel of that goes. We do have a table of content web part in SharePoint, but you can actually use the, the markdown uh, table of contents to then define what are you looking into from a presentation perspective and then how would you actually link to this specific topics within a page so really cool kind of an end user driven or editor-driven uh post uh explaining tips and tricks on how to make things happen thank you for that one really really cool stuff as well now we also had an update from leon armstrong from Interlocket company you're listening Yes, I I am. I was like, what are you? What are you after? (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> Let me wait and see where he is going with that. Yeah. yeah so yeah, let's <laughs> see how the story unveils. <laughs> so new Microsoft syntax free from document data, document processing model and syntax model rename. So there's basically a renaming of, of different uh, syntax models and then how to make those uh, complex document creation scenarios to work. And really nice blog post. Lot of lot of lot of actually information uh, on, on making things happen. So but that's a that's a pretty interesting looking chart on how can we do automatic creation of and documents, right? Definitely, especially like how can you extract
1: the data yeah. from a document that is just plain text or text, right? And how you can understand that these few words that is this type of info and that is all that, right? So how yeah. can you extract all the data, the insights from the doc into a form or, you um,
0: Another Some other type or of whatever. Info, yep. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool stuff. Um, it is actually mind-blowingly powerful. Uh, I think one of the problems with the Microsoft syntaxes nowadays is that it's al- almost like a too powerful thing, so it's hard to explain uh, on the value of what it's actually providing. Uh, but a lot of these blog posts are helping. It can do. It can do anything that. you want,
1: right? Like regarding to the <laughs> yes. doc and and processing, extracting the data, like yep. whatever you want to do. Is that yes? Yep. It, yeah. It can do it. Do- <laughs>
0: <laughs> can I? Yes. Can I? Yes. Can I? Yes. Can I? yes. Now, uh, Ganesh Sunup had a really cool blog post as well, uh, related on JSON uh, definitions of uh, Microsoft lists. Exactly. So how you would extend uh, or change list view
1: so that you get the option in line to uh, download a file.
0: Yeah. This is actually some quite people clever. Need, right? Yeah, yeah, that's actually quite clever. So you have that unique download uh, event for the particular file rather than downloading or selecting and then clicking download. That's actually quite nice. Um, not necessarily that people would use this as such, but from a technology again, perspective, it's it opens up an additional set of ideas for sure. So mm, thank you, may, Ganesh. And maybe Tom. they
1: would, maybe that's how you want to go about it. Maybe, sure. Um, you know you have a requirement around it that you want to be able to do that per file as opposed to uh, select here and then go to the domain yep. I don't know like yep. you, you never know
0: yep absolutely now you have the flexibility to do that for sure exactly then we had a blog post from Prasham Sapatra so Microsoft 365 how to know which license I have assigned not an admin user so how would I actually understand what a license is me as a user have and, and where can I actually see how that actually works. So pretty nice blog post on on having those details uh, available as well. Good, Really, very cool stuff. Yep. Now, Peter Renstra had a new blog post uh, as well. Around creating
1: multi-user real-time apps and power apps. So this, I think like to me, the way it comes across is very much going in the, towards the direction of uh, collaborative apps. Like, you, yep. like multiple people are in an app real-time, and when somebody changes something, somebody else should see that change immediately too, so that you, you, you can work together, right? And yep. apparently, there is something in Power Apps that allows you kind of get into that thinking, building that type of, of, of app. So there is really intriguing to see like how does that syncing and updating the app works across uh, real-time and users.
0: And and the power here is basically that you're using the automatic refresh based on the data uh, behind of the scenes. So um, it's kind of a classic JavaScript technique for sure for doing polling rather than just basically always refreshing the data in the UX. Um, Oh, something has happened. Oh, cool. I'll update the things. And the video is actually really good. It it does explain um, how how it works. So we're adding an item number five on the right side. And then adding it, and then after the polling time, it will then all of a sudden, poof! There we go. We have an item five on the. On the
1: all screen. right. So it's not based on kind of like you have in sockets that. No. Somebody no, no. does something and that's being pushed. It, it's just basically a timer going in in yes. the background. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Still, so, I mean, the end user experience is similar, right? Because like like nobody yep. will wait a second is like oh no, no 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 it was it, it it is a little bit bit late right like like to a user it will come as near real time right so i think like from a user per perspective it achieves kind of the same goal although the tech is isn't quite the, the same
0: yeah, absolutely. I still remember, by the way, as, as I sidetracked, we talked about that one in the show. I, I remember one customer deployment where they took down their uh, the whole global intranet because they had a web part <laughs> which was doing exactly this, but in every one thousandth of a second. So it was pulling, is there an update? Is there an update? Ooh, and then as yeah, a few thousand people open really... up the applications, it basically eat up the CPU and the whole system went down, so. <laughs> <laughs> and that was still on-prem, right, I guess? Yeah, that was in on-prem, Online. yes, that is true, yeah. yes. It, if it would be online, it would get throttled as well because it, out of, yes. before it will take down the farm. So or what, there's no farms, yeah. but anyway, whatever they are in the in online. So be careful about the timings. Do you need to know it every one thousandth of a second, or maybe one second, or maybe five seconds updating things? Depends and, depends exactly. on the scenario. Exactly. Mark De Anderson had an, up, uh, had an a updating user profile properties with the date no year format. So how would I actually set the date without the year format in my user profile? So how what are my options to do that? And yeah. and there's a SPS yeah. birthday is the example field uh, in user profile oh, yeah. attribute. Something super and classic. that is also a used.
1: brutal thing. I, I recall way back when I had a colleague whose birthday was on February 28. <laughs> there we go. So in order for him to be able to set the birthday, you would have to know which year was leap year so you would set the right year because otherwise it would fail because there is no February 20 year in 28 in that year. Of course not. Yes. And that was really a great example of that like you would just set like any year for everyone else, except for him. You had to know the leap year.
0: <laughs> That's actually pretty brutal, for sure. But understandable. Yeah. So But the, yeah. So is 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 the person then after like every single four years, is the person then a one year? So as they're they they're actually plus 10. four,
1: plus four.
0: So Yeah,
1: exactly
0: so okay well you, that...
1: you never became 10 like you only were like 4 8 and 12.
0: <laughs> yes. I don't know <laughs> okay anyway so let's go in life. here Daryl and Daniel had an updated uh, message center show uh, episode a uh, public preview of Power BI and Microsoft Craft integration being one of the things being mentioned on the show and then there's quite a few of other new announcements uh, in the roadmap uh, Entries which were updated last week. So, really, really cool stuff like what was it? What was it? Chip antenna URL, named general availability. That is now out, finally. It's been a long lasting request for such a long time. So, good to crawl that out.
1: Yeah, it was. And it was in preview for quite a long time, too. I recall <laughs> it was, it was yeah. doing this, like requesting internally
0: two jobs back. Yeah, true. 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 That is true. Yeah. you uh, then a few videos. We had a video from April. Thank you. Good to have April back. You on the on the video show. Let me mute that one. Uh, around pre-populating uh, the user manager. Now the, the title is actually going to go away. where was the title? I lost the title. There we go. No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what <Well, it laughs> was says right there? Manager. Power up the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but the title in the video is different than actually in the, anyway. But thank you April uh, on that one. Uh, So basically how can we have that information pre-populated? Of course, we have an API for that. So it's actually cool to get it pre-populated for example, for a Power Apps rather than asking who is your manager. So it makes perfect sense. Exactly. Then we had a video from uh, Juliana De Luca. And this is actually really, really cool. Uh, So talking about the SharePoint pages API in the Microsoft Graph, which is in the beta preview already. So Yeah. And on the latter part, she's actually showing how to migrate, uh, uh, microchip on that page with Power Automate from a one site or one tenant to another, one site to another site, which is actually really cool. Using those APIs in the Power Automates, and that's actually already demonstrating that API in practice. So, really, really cool stuff. Uh, Juliana is going to also show uh, or drop by in the community calls uh, within a few weeks to actually show this one in practice uh, because actually, really, really, really powerful stuff for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, Laura uh, or Laura Broches had a the SharePoint Power Hour around SharePoint dates. Is it SharePoint Power Hour? It's a Power Hour. Is it? Sh- I guess it's SharePoint Power
1: Not Hour. No, it's SharePoint Power Hour. <laughs>
0: it's just power hour. <laughs> power hour. it's pa- just power hour. Power Hour. It's pa- just Power Hour. Power Hour how Um, and and, uh, SharePoint page scheduling and approvals and how do they work and how to actually uh, make that happen and how can you schedule things and how to enable the scheduling in the library which is actually a really really cool feature and super useful uh, in many cases because then as the scheduling is enabled you can actually do scheduled publishing of the articles which makes perfect sense
1: right yeah which is very important internally for internal comms like you have an announcement that can be done beyond particular date, right? Or you want to announce something at a given time, right? Like all of that is you You, you can prep everything um, ahead of time. And then when the right time is, automatically the article will be live, right? So there's yep. nothing for you. Like you don't need to have like alert on your phone or in Outlook to go publish the
0: article. No, it will go yep. live by itself. Yep, excellent. Really, really cool stuff. Thank you for that and showcasing that. And then the last video from Shane, On power apps and containers and groups
1: yes it's about stop making useless groups in power apps containers for the win right so the benefits of using containers over groups and why you would use one over the other so if you build power apps check it out because it might help you build power apps more efficiently
0: and maintain them more easily over time cool Absolutely, thank you, Shane. On that one, and so let's let's close up. <laughs> uh, anything good, interesting this week uh, on your side? Uh, this week, this week there will be a little less traffic
1: from email because the US is 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 off a few days. Um, yep. So there will be for me basically time to catch up. Like I was, I was out sick uh, two weeks back for a whole week. So basically, like getting back to the pile of work that I created uh, for myself and trying to catch up on all of that. Uh, We're getting, I think that that is next to the last week that we have for CLI for Microsoft 365. uh, Towards the end of the month, we're going uh, live with the v6. So we will be doing probably some less work around that. We have some exciting stuff to share there. Um, And other than that, we're working on unveiling something really exciting at ESPC, something that I worked on and something that you will unveil, which is kind of interesting thing.
0: Yes, that's true. Um, I'm not going to take any credits out of that, but uh, it's good to have something new and special available on the on ESPC keynotes. Um, now, on my side, prepping the keynote, obviously there's quite a lot of community stuff to get done, quite a few videos which we which we need to get scheduled. But as as I said, it's actually quite nice. The evenings look so strange <laughs> what's happening the calendar looks so different <laughs> I don't know my calendar looks like exactly the same but yeah hey. I can imagine but yeah in my case typically it's <laughs> until 11 p.m every single day from Monday to Thursday so because of working twisted twisted hours not that I'm working yeah. from 9 a.m until 11 p.m so maybe someday but not yeah. not typically But anyway, so um, uh, we're getting ready for ESPC Copenhagen within the next week, be there. Uh, There's a lot of people joining us uh, looking forward on on that show for sure. (laughs) Be there or be square. Be there or be square. Yes, exactly. Um, and thank you, Waldek, helping on the on the keynote, some of the demos as well. Um, I might actually have one more request for you, but let's talk about that one after. Oh,
1: perfect. It's gonna be really exciting for everybody who's going to attend in person. So there will be no recordings of it, right? Shared with everybody uh, online. I,
0: I, I, no, not live. Uh, presentations. I think the keynotes will be recorded and published uh, later. Um, That's been the typical way of what has happened in the past. And on the developer keynote, or it's not developer, it's makers, builders, uh, developers, uh, extensibility keynote, which is on Thursday morning, we'll have uh, Emily Mancini, Luisa Fries, Derek Cash-Peterson, and Laura Cochrane and joining me on the stage, which is really cool. Yeah, and you exactly. So it's going to be packed hour, 50 minutes, how much time do you 50, have? I think it's 15 minutes of one hour. Um, you know, that's yeah, So it's point. going to be
1: really packed, really packed with demos and action, I think. And it will yeah. be really cool to see and hear afterwards. I assume that you will be able to share some of the uh, materials afterwards and yeah, yeah, in absolutely. different absolutely. settings and all of and all that. So it will be interesting will to be hear. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I also heard that some,
0: some other folks will also have some exciting demos around Graph. Absolutely. So Fabian Williams being super stoked yeah. about things, uh, what he's he's been building and doing as well. So it's good to catch up with Fabian on the on next week as well. But anyway, if you can join us, join us on Copenhagen, please do. Uh, that's on starting from 28th, which is the work workshop day, and then from Tuesday 29th, Chef Burst starts at 9 a.m. I think 8 a.m. 9 a.m. in the morning. 9 a.m. in the morning uh, with the keynote. are you?
1: Just to ask for everybody who is there, is there, will there be any, I don't know, get-together drinks roundtable for platform people yes. or for people so there, who are interested interested in uh, platform?
0: On Tuesday afternoon, uh, there's going to be a SharePoint, uh, AMA and a SharePoint in ESPC. That's apparently two and a half hours, so that should be a good way of networking and discussion. Uh, I think we'll have some... As to ask the experts as well, um, not quite sure when and how. Apparently there is, I, I have a booking on my calendar. So see, thank you ESP oh, for organizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or apparently, apparently I'm supposed to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to, okay. Um, but yeah, so that should be really interesting. And we're trying to do everything in a way that there's enough time for doing networking and discussing rather than just working at the same time, because that that's a, yeah. one of the most fresh, Let's say frustrating things is that if you traveled somewhere and then you have so much to do outside of the conference, and you don't have any time to do actually do networking, yeah. that's not fun at all. So
1: yeah, exactly. Be exactly. Like be, being there and being being available for, for folks is just as important as being able to, you know, get on stage and share share whatever you have to share.
0: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching, listening. Uh, we'll be back within the PMP week within a week, which by the way, we need to record that earlier. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because you won't be
1: around on Uh, Monday. You will be traveling, I guess, or maybe not. Maybe you'll be there already. Anyways, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So that our audience doesn't mean a thing. Yes. Later. Cheers. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.